All right, thank you for joining me today. My name is Ryan, and this is As It Is Written. I am a Christian, and I am also a sinner who has been saved by grace through faith, and I hope that you all come to a saving uh, faith in Jesus Christ as well. Uh, so thank you for joining me. Today we have some interesting news coming on up. Uh, we'll get right on into it. So we're going to start off with some good news. Uh, it seems like we have so much bad news in this world today, and we got plenty of stories that aren't so great. But we have a good one here. The headline is from the New York Post. AI develops cancer treatment in 30 days and predicts survival rate. So we'll get on in there and read it. Artificial intelligence has developed a cancer treatment in just 30 days and, and can predict a patient's survival rate. In a new study published in the journal Chemical Science, researchers at the University of Toronto, along with In Silico Medicine, developed a potential treatment for heptacellular carcinoma with an AI drug discovery platform called Pharma.ai. So this is basically just an ad for this website called Pharma.ai. Uh, but it is very good news. It, that is a very, very, very quick turnaround on developing a cancer treatment. And ultimately, I could see this leading to individualized treatments. That's quick enough that you could have the AI analyze somebody's specific body uh, parameters, your blood type, your DNA, all that kind of stuff, and come up with a treatment just for you. That was the hope and the promise of the. Uh, mRNA technology that got used in the uh, injections that got given out to everybody. Um, but originally it was supposed to be used to create individualized treatments to things like cancer. And it sounds like this is going to work right along with it. And so we'll take, you got to take a look at pharma AI. I don't know if they trade as a stock, but could be something to look into, not financial advice. Um, this type of cancer is the most common type of liver cancer and occurs when a tumor grows on the liver, according to Cleveland Clinic. Researchers applied AlphaFold, an AI-powered protein structure database, to pharma.ai to uncover a, no a novel target, a previously unknown treatment pathway for cancer, and developed a novel hit molecule that could bind to that target without aid. I don't know exactly what any of that means, but it is very very good news for people who have cancer and all sorts of illnesses so it is something that we should uh we should be aware of and uh you know uh <laughs> i couldn't really find a, some ver very good bible verses for this but the one that i found was matthew 9 12 but when he heard it he said those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick and we are all in need of a spiritual physician if you are not in Christ, because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and we need his healing of our souls. Uh, this is also, yeah, so I'm very happy about this. It's a very good development. And if you have uh, some kind of a disease or cancer, this, is, this could provide you some hope in the future. Or if you, I guess if you develop it, maybe if you, it wouldn't provide you hope now. All right. So we are going to move on over to our second story. Uh, this is 
fear, burnout, and insubordination. Insiders spill details about life at the highest levels of the FBI. Now, just a little context for ev- context for everybody. The FBI has always been a corrupt and vile institution. It was started by a evil man named J. Edgar Hoover, who used it to spy on his political enemies and used it to gain political power and do and curry favor for politicians. Uh, The FBI has been used to follow and harass people like Martin Luther King Jr., uh, all sorts of people throughout the ages. It is now being used to target Republicans as they are putting a lot of their efforts into the January 6th insurrectionists, they call them. And it's just a complete abuse of the FBI. Yes, I agree that anyone violent on January 6th needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, but those people that walked into the building on January 6th and stayed in between the ropes, I bet most of them were ushered in by either the Capitol Police or FBI informants. Okay? It is absolutely possible that this was all staged by the FBI. And here's a story about uh, some people who are absolutely uh, scared because they work at the FBI. Uh, So here, let's read this story. A gender discrimination trial in Washington, D.C. shined a harsh spotlight on one of the most important legal offices in the U.S. government, portraying it as a hotbed of dysfunction, turf wars, mismanagement, and paranoia. Yes, that's the entire FBI. The lawsuit, which came to a head earlier this month in federal court in the nation's capital, centered on claims of gender discrimination in the FBI's general counsel's office, where some of the most powerful attorneys in the country are charged with helping safeguard Americans from terrorism, cyber threats, organized crime, and corruption. And so, a quick interjection here, the FBI drastically increased their power after the 2001 uh, terrorist attacks on 9-11. And what happened was uh, in the restructuring of the Department of Homeland Security and all of the uh, individual um, branches of the United States Intelligence Services, uh, the FBI essentially got reclassified as an intelligence service. So now instead of going and uh, looking into crimes that had already been committed, they got tasked with looking for pre-crime. And so they became an organization that is focused on intelligence gathering and spying on the American public, much like what the CIA does overseas. And so since 2001, the nature of the FBI has drastically changed. They've drastically increased their power, and they have absolutely gone berserk with uh, creating crime. So we look at the, um, there was a, a plot where a governor got uh targeted apparently in a terrorist plot and the entire plot turned out to be mostly FBI agents with like two guys who got bamboozled by a whole gang of FBI agents and I don't agree with what those guys were willing to do but that doesn't mean that it's okay for the FBI to essentially entrap people and that's what they've been doing for decades now so the FBI entraps people and blames them for crimes that weren't ever going to be committed. It's an absolutely insane system. Uh, But here we see that even the FBI are uh, scared of themselves. So we'll read on. 
A federal jury ultimately sided with the FBI, but not before a parade of witnesses testified to startling revelations about the Bureau, exposing dysfunction and management woes that at times have been exploited by the Bureau's detractors, most notably amid Donald Trump's crusade against investigations into his activities. The trial drew little notice inside the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C., where numerous high-profile Jan 6 defendants were simultaneously standing trial, and grand juries probing potential crimes by Trump and his allies remain active. But the proceedings offered a peek inside the selective confines of the FBI, describing degrees of dysfunction that are rarely aired, particularly by the FBI insiders themselves. The list of trial witnesses include Jim Baker, who testified that when he took over as FBI general counsel in 2014, that would have been under Obama, his staff of about 200 lawyers were burned out, locked in bureaucratic turf battles, and racked by fear of their own colleagues. Okay, that can't be stressed enough. So even the FBI lawyers were afraid of their own colleagues and what they could do to them and what kind of charges and, and certain legal problems they could just bring up out of nowhere and out of nothing. Baker said that in the early part of his tenure, some employees were so afraid to raise concern in front of others that they frequently slipped anonymous notes under his door overnight typewritten to conceal handwriting, okay? They were worried that they were going to get forensically uh, targeted by their own colleagues at the FBI. This is absolute insanity. This is not a good organization. It's an evil, vile, wretched organization that has been used to target law-abiding law American citizens for decades, okay? And then we're going to move on. We're going to continue. People were so afraid to be seen talking to me, Baker said. They were afraid of some of the leadership that was still in the office. Let that sink in. The FBI lawyers were afraid of the FBI. Among the other revelations unearthed during the trial, a senior lawyer in the office's national security branch allegedly threw a chair at a meeting, prompting alarm on the part of several people present. The Justice Department's top watchdog, Inspector General Michael Horowitz, threatened to open an obstruction of justice investigation into a senior office of general counsel lawyer during a standoff over limitation on the IG's access to FBI files, according to Baker. Justice Department internal legal advisors wound up siding with the FBI in the fight, but Congress overrode them. Bureau officials warned of widespread grade inflation in annual performance reviews of FBI personnel, which created problems later when those reviews turned out to be inaccurate. The lawyer and FBI special agent who filed the discrimination case, Marcianne Grzynski, kept close track of her KMA date, referring to her eligibility for retirement. The F FBI personnel routinely referred to that milestone as their kiss my, and uh, we'll say but, date, she testified, signaling the moment they no longer had to cater to bureau leadership. While defending the FBI in the discrimination suit, a Justice Department attorney referred to the general counsel's office as a low-morale organization at the time Baker took the helm. Former FBI Director James Comey managed to entice Baker into taking the post, despite billing it as the worst job in the FBI. And th this organization, the FBI and, and everybody involved in it, it it's unconscionable. The uh, a, a good number of the uh, a good number of the policing institutions in our country are absolutely wretched, vile scum. 
a good number of them, especially at your local level. Uh, police are the problem. Sheriffs are great. They, uh, they are beholden to a... Uh, sheriff's deputies are great because they're beholden to a sheriff who is directly elected by the people. Police are beholden to the mayor in the city that they are in. And what often happens is the mayor will direct the police chief to do things and then fire the police chief when it goes south. And so it keeps the mayor in charge who will continue to do the exact same things and the police chief will get fired and the police know that they have to continue doing the mayor's bidding or they lose their pension. It's a horrible, evil, corrupt system and leads to massive problems in our society. And it is a complete and utter uh, denial of the basic rights of American citizens. The people that every single person in government are serving is us, even the politicians. We don't have leaders. We have representatives. Our representatives are not supposed to be in charge of us. They are not over us. They are not above us. Just like in Christianity, there is no one above you in the United States. Okay, In Christianity, there is one intermediary between God and man. That is the man Christ Jesus. We are all priests directly under our high priest Jesus. There is no pope. There is no bishop. There is nobody that is over you in your salvation. There may be people that are over you in the hierarchy of the church that have certain responsibilities, but there is no one person that is over you as a Christian. There's no one Christian that is better than another and more saved or higher authority. Likewise, as a United States citizen, there is no person that is above you in authority. You are the ruling government of this country. As a citizen of the United States, you are in charge. You elect representatives to go represent you, not lead you. They're elected to represent you and your wishes, okay? But they are not elected to lead you. They are not elected to direct you. They are not elected to be above you. And the FBI doesn't understand that, okay? So in that light, let's go read. We're going to read Romans 13, 1 through 4, in light of who the real authority is. You and me and every other person in this country is the authority. The president isn't the authority. The Congress isn't the authority. The Supreme Court isn't the authority. You, me, every other person in this country is the authority over all of those elected and unelected representatives. So let's read Romans 13, 1 through 4 in that light, because that's where everybody gets it wrong. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. And we have this backwards. We've been, been bamboozled by our educational system into believing that we are the ones that are being governed, governed, not the ones doing the governing. Okay? We, the people, are the ones that are in charge of our government. And all of these people need to be subject to our governing authority, not subject to their own. And they have for far too long been free to trample over our constitutional rights in every single way they possibly can. We bear the sword. 
we have a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, okay? We have that because we're the ones that are bearing the sword as the authorities in this country. We kicked off our Caesars, okay? Caesar is no longer in charge. It's you and me. We are all Caesar, not the president. The president is not Caesar. It's very specific. I, I know that I've been very animated about this, but it is incredibly important to me that we understand who's in charge in this country. And it's not the president. It's not the FBI. It's not Congress. It's not the Supreme Court. It's you and me. Okay? So remember that when somebody tries to quote Romans 13 to you and say that you need to go take a vaccine. No, you don't. No one can force you to do something with your body that you don't want them to do. They can't mandate a vaccine. They can't do any of that. Okay? So I just wanted to get that out there. Again, sorry if that's a little intense. Something I'm very passionate about. So we need to regard the FBI as what it is, an evil, corrupt, vile organization that should be dismantled. Okay, it needs to go away. And the people that have been breaking the law and have been trampling over your constitutional rights need to be put in jail. And that's basically every single person in leadership at the FBI, in my opinion. All right. Again, not calling for violence against anyone, not calling for anyone to go do anything evil. We need to do everything legally and constitutionally, but we need to start doing it. Whew. All right. Sorry about that. Let me calm down a little bit. Give me a second. Okay. Let's move on to our next story. We have. Uh, Swiss look on in dismay as once mighty Credit Suisse craters. So the bank that exists in Switzerland called Credit Suisse, it's one of the largest banks in the world, it has not been doing well recently. Uh, along with all of the other banks that have been doing poorly uh, in this financial situation, uh, Credit Suisse is having some issues. So according to Bloomberg, on Sunday, one of Switzerland's biggest newspapers featured a drawing of Credit Suisse Group AG's headquarters in flames. The image, meant to evoke what the headline said were the bank's last days, was also a metaphor for the embarrassment and consternation the lender's swift unraveling has caused in its home country. And here's a few key points. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Uh, after days of frenetic government brokered talks, it's being taken over by larger domestic rival UBS Group AG, whose headquarters sit close to Credit Suisse's main building at Paradplatz in Zurich's financial heart. With Credit Suisse's fate seemingly settled after years of corporate scandals, infighting and misplaced investments, a nation that prides itself on orderliness and stability is left pondering the ramifications for its own reputation, as well as the potential economic and political fallout. For some, the debacle also raises questions about Switzerland's financial regulator and whether authorities should have stepped in earlier to head off a crisis before it got out of control. Switzerland has suffered another damaging blow to its reputation for prudence, stability, and fiscal management, said Kern Alexander, professor of law and finance at the U University of Zurich. This is another example where weak regulation leads to a banking failure and a crisis that we hope will be contained. One immediate area of focus is the near-inevitable job losses. Credit Suisse was already in the process of cutting some 9,000 positions to save itself, and one, familiar, one person familiar with the matter said the final toll could be far higher in a takeover by UBS. 
The two lenders together employed almost 125,000 people worldwide at the end of last year, with about 30% in Switzerland, and there will be overlap in many roles. On Sunday, UBS chairman Colm Keller said management is aware that the coming weeks and months will be difficult for many, especially employees, but it's too early to say what will happen. There are just 30 banks in the world designed, designated globally systemically important, and Switzerland is, or was, home to two of them, meaning it has more exposure to the industry than many similar-sized countries. Credit Suisse and UBS together wield 1.6 trillion francs, about, about $1.7 trillion, of assets, roughly double the size of the economy. So this is a very uh, real problem. Uh, for Switzerland specifically, but it is showing that the issues in the banking sector are not just contained to the United States. They're not just contained to the startups and, and SVB or Signature Bank uh, or uh, the one over in New York. So these problems are system-wide, and this is one of the 30 uh, critical banks that has been identified by different world governments and uh, different people. So it is very, very, very bad that they've been having such problems. Uh, it's good that they're being taken over by UBS, who's going to actually come in and kind of try to right the ship, and we'll see how that goes. But as Christians, we need to take into account what Matthew 6.21 says, and it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so we just need to take into account that this is not the end of the world for us. Even if all the banks go up in flames and our entire financial institution goes to ruin, we still have a God who is over us, who is more powerful than that. Okay, he wants to take care of us. He will take care of us through these situations. Even if we don't live through them, he will take care of us for eternity if you are in him. If you are a Christian, if you are a sinner who has been saved by grace through faith alone, then you will be taken care of by God, and he will work in your life to take care of you, even if you perish. Because again, to live is Christ, which is suffering, and to die is gain, which means we gain heaven, we gain our uh, treasures in heaven. Okay? So we shouldn't be afraid, we should be cautious, and we should be aware of what is going on so we can make wise and smart decisions. That's what we are called to do as Christians. So we'll move on to our final story here. I know I got heated with the FBI one. I'm still a little uh, worked up on that. <laughs> I'm glad I got to get that out, though. So here we are. Uh, Russia threatens to bomb The Hague as China's Xi visits the Kremlin. The international criminal court judges should watch the skies, according to a top Kremlin official who threatened a violent response to the arrest warrant issued against Russian President Vladimir Putin. Quote, I'm afraid, gentlemen, everyone is answerable to God and missiles. Whew, I wouldn't necessarily uh, put it that way, but uh, yeah, that was said by Russian Security Council Deputy Chairman Dmitry Medvedev. He has, at uh, different points, been the uh, president and the prime minister of Russia, roles that he has swapped with Putin in order to... Uh, allow Putin to continue to be in power. So he is a, a crony of the Kremlin, a crony of Putin. Um, and he held the title of Russian presidency under Putin from 28 to 2012. 
Uh, and he said on Monday, it's quite possible to imagine how a hypersonic Onyx-fired missile from a Russian warship in the North Sea strikes the court building in The Hague. It can't be shot down, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, man. That is a statement, and from somebody who is in very high power in that country. So it is something to take, maybe not seriously, but we should take it for what it is. It may be an idle threat, especially since it's very unlikely that Putin will travel to a country where he will be arrested by the ICC, but it is something that we should be aware of. ICC officials issued an arrest warrant for Putin and another Russian official last week, one day after United Nations investigators accused Moscow of perpetuating a war crime against Ukrainian children deported into Russia. Kremlin officials dismissed the warrant as null and void, but Medvedev added his own provoca provocative touch. And the court is just a pathetic international organization, not the people of a NATO country, Medvedev said per state media. So they won't start a war, they'll be scared, and no one will be sorry. It's very interesting as an, as an American when we see these kinds of stories because the United States does not uh, submit itself to the whims of the International Criminal Court. We do not um, accept their authority in any way, shape, or form. And I believe in the past, uh, uh, who was it, Bush? I think George W. Bush got, uh, got some kind of a... Um, a warrant for his arrest potentially i'm not sure uh, i think i think i remember that happening back in like 2008 or something after the iraq war uh so that's definitely something that we need to be aware of but not something that is very likely to be a problem uh as it is a court with very little uh in the way of power outside of the countries that accept it so you won't be coming to the United, you know, Putin could come to the United States and not be arrested by the International Criminal Court. He'd probably face other problems coming here, but that's another issue. So some context about this. The former Russian president issued that retort on the same day that Chinese president, president Xi Jinping arrived in Moscow. Xi and Putin will discuss how the two countries can jointly promote strategic coordination and practical cooperation and practice true multilateralism together in the words of a Chinese diplomat who opened his press briefing with the rebuke of the ICC. Quote, the ICC needs to take an objective and just position, respect the jurisdictional immunity of a head of state under international law, prudently exercise its mandate in accordance with the law, interpret and apply international law in good faith, and not engage in polit politicization or using double standards, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said. All right, so here uh, I'm going to read us a passage that I think has a little bit to do with this, and it's from Matthew 24, 4 through 8. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so uh, this isn't necessarily a sign of the end times. The, the horrible things that are going on in this world might be. I think that there's a lot of prophecy that is lining up such that 
it looks like the end times, but people have been saying that for 2,000 years, so I'm certainly not making any kind of a specific prediction or even that it will happen at this point, but it looks like it. The nation of Israel is back in the land since 1948. That was a huge piece of prophecy that was fulfilled during uh, my grandparents' life. And uh, during, and so now we're starting to see different things line up and take shape, such that the book of Revelation and Daniel and all the other prophetic books of the end times are starting to look very, very, very uh, newsworthy. <laughs> and so it's something that we need to be aware of. But again, just because it looks bad now, you know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but the time is not yet. And so it might not be just yet. This might just be a war or a rumor of war that doesn't even come to pass. So nothing to be overly concerned about, but something that we need to acknowledge and be aware of and understand. And I really thank you all for joining me today and listening to this podcast. Uh, I, I'm very happy that I get to make it. I uh, love to inform people and, and make content that spreads awareness of Christ and what he's done for me and what he's done for every Christian in the world and what he's going to do uh, at the end of time. And uh, I thank you for joining me. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I will see you again on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time right here on Twitch live. Or if you want to see the video on demand, it'll be on YouTube. And uh, as a podcast, uh, the podcast is called AIIW News. You can find it on most podcasting websites. I believe it's even up on Apple. And you can find the video on demand on my YouTube channel as it is written. So thank you again for joining me. I hope that you have a wonderful start to your week. Goodbye.